Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. I'm abridged. I'm a shortened version today because there's a lot to talk about and I'm light-ent. And much as though you might think the whole thing has been a bit of a farce and I could definitely be sort of running rings around it. Uh, nevertheless, we have to let Nick Ferrari start at six o'clock this morning just to bring you up to date. So, you know, where everything is, all the papers have got their, their spin on it. She loses again. House of Commons. But, you know, this isn't the end of it. You know, all I want is the whole thing to be finished. Just finished. Just so we can sort of sit back and go... Right, so we've lived through that. I mean, it has been a complete cock-up from start to finish, hasn't it? People arguing, people shouting at each other. You know, people in the House of Commons, they're ringing bells and everybody's in. And and then she loses her voice. I mean, that's almost like an act of God in itself. Uh, Please speak to the parents of an 11-year-old boy walking down the street holding a carving knife. What sort of a thick family do you think they are, eh? An 11-year-old boy in broad daylight with a carving knife? Please say there won't be any charges brought. Obviously, just showing it to his friends. What sort of family would let somebody walk out with a with a you know with a carving knife? And you worry about people being stabbed. And here's an eleven-year-old in broad daylight. You know, I mean, he's clearly identifiable. I should imagine his school knows who he is. Can we just get him excluded and the whole family? What are these people? What are these people? Uh, also, the uh, the Wayne Rooney story, which sort of blows back in again. Uh, because uh, he's he's taken Colleen on a VIP trip to a James Bay gig. I don't even know who James Bay is, which doesn't really help. But anyway, she was apparently so thrilled that she's forgiven him. So you can go out, you can get drunk, you can pick up people in bars, just buy her a VIP trip. You go, oh, thank you. And that's it, which is great. Also, a thumb-sized living fossil frog has been living for millions of years and now discovered in India. I don't they? They've never seen one before. It's so tiny, so tiny. Uh, also, uh, prisoner Charles Bronson's wife is divorcing him already. They've been married about five seconds, but uh, she had her little bit of dreary publicity. And uh, apparently he asked her to wear a cat suit to the prison, and that kind of pushed her over the edge. I think, actually, the truth of the matter is she's an attention seeker. He's an attention seeker, and we don't care. I really don't care. Why should we have to worry about things like that? So he gets divorced. He's had quite a few people, hasn't he, who he's got married to and then divorced. James Corden pranked Davy Boy Beckham for a TV stunt. They showed him a... But, of course, David, who's got no personality or any sense of humour at all, thought the whole thing was just in very poor taste. And then at the end when he discovered it was on television... So Dave was there with his hair. Does he send it away to be done? I mean, I'm not sure whether or not it's sort of... you know, you have, Because Terry Wogan used to have about three of them, I think. And so somebody would say, your hair's getting a bit long. So he'd go home, change it for the one which was a bit shorter. And so I, I don't know. Is, is it the same as Donald Trump? Do you think it's like a comb-over? Would you have a comb-over? Would you have a comb-over? Probably would, wouldn't you? Would you really? Oh, dear. Yeah, because I, I think there's nothing, nothing worse for a man than when you lose your hair. When it starts going and you start thinking, I'll start wearing a hat more. Uh, or failing that, I'll start, I don't know, actually. And then so people go and have transplants. There's a couple of them in Coronation Street. The bloke who's the hairdresser in there, whose name I now can't remember, but he, he's had a hair transplant. We know it was a freebie because he's pictured with the bloke who owns the place where they do it. And what they've basically done is they've sort of shoved uh, half a shredded wheat and some candy floss on his head. And he thinks it looks great. So you can run your fingers through it. Don't touch it! I wonder if, I wonder if Victoria has run her fingers through David's hair within about the past ten years. I bet not. I bet not. But uh, she probably said, yeah, it looks lovely. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, somebody at some point is going to shout at him, Oi, is that a toupe you're wearing? 
It's all going to be very embarrassing. Uh, 84850, I voted leave to annoy the government. Uh, and boy, has that X on the ballot paper done its job. Do you know, I'm, I'm so bored with it. I'm so, I just want it to finish. You know, because we sort of, we lurch from one disaster to another disaster. And then, and you think, we're just, what are we going to end up with at the end of all of this? Are we going to end up with, I mean, I heard somebody the other day talking to, who's, oh, he's talking to James O'Brien. And he was worried he lives in France. He thinks he's going to be kicked out. No, Ireland, I think. It was either France or Ireland. Anyway, he, he, he's, a, he's um, a pharmacist. He thinks he's going to be kicked out. He's not going to have anything. He won't be, you know, he doesn't know where he's going to go when all this goes through. And I thought, well, and so luckily, James was able to reassure him. He said, I think you're going to be fine. You might have to take another driving test. He said, but if that's all it is, that's fine, isn't it? We can all manage another driving test because you won't be able to go on the driving test that you've got at the moment. So he said, book in for that. He said, no, I'm, I'm sure that will be uh, fine. Uh, David says, I just splurted coffee on the bed. That's your fault. And she loses her voice. It's almost an act of God in itself. I mean, it is, she does a lot. She has a lot of throat problems. Now, I know she's diabetic and I've had throat problems as well in the past. But I mean, because I, I talk for a living... Difficult to believe, I realise. Uh, but you sort of think you would perhaps strain your throat. But I don't. I'm not shouting. I'm not like a football commentator. Uh, I'm not one of these sort of people who say, ah, the ball's going down. I couldn't do that. I'm always envious of people who do it. But they're always the most boring people under the sun. Anybody who does commentary on football matches, it's not like being a normal reporter where you go out and you cover this and then you're covering an explosion or you're covering a knife crime or something like that. If you're a sports reporter, you can only talk about sport. You can't talk about anything else. They are dull, dull, dull. And the people who do the commentaries, and they sit there and they've got the little microphones with a little thing on, which have you, lip mics, they're called. And, um, and you think to yourself, that's all you could talk about. And they know all the players. They only have to see their number and they go, number four, that's whoever. I mean, me, I can't think of anything worse. It's like, it's like although I'm enjoying, I was watching the, uh, a programme the other night and they had Rob uh, Beckett, I think, doing the commentary. Basically, I think he's doing on Celebs Go Dating. And he's basically saying they're a bunch of trailer trash. They really are. Especially as we had the other day, we had um, Chelsea Healy. Somebody stood her up, which is good news, isn't it? That's good news. Because the other day she just walked out of a meal. I mean, you know, she said, oh, I could have been at home with my child. Yeah, still not working, eh, love? Very lucky to get some work. And then they had Kerry Coctona, who apparently started asking personal questions of how, of how well endowed the people were who were having dinner with her. It's like, it's like turning around to her and saying, how much coke have you shoved up your nose, dear? You know, and she'll be going, oh, do things like that. Or failing that, having a bit of a mare of a day the other day, Pete the Boring Andre. He turns up on GMB because, you remember, the other day they put on the wife, uh, the ex-wife, and she was saying that he's, what did she say he was? He was not selfish, a hypocrite. Because he's put his kids in every photo, but he doesn't want them now with her putting them in photos and using them and all the rest of it. So she's just had clothing and she's, she's done things like that. And so they ask him the question, how do you feel? They showed the bit, how do you feel about that? And he said, Piers, you should know I don't answer things like that. I thought, why not? You drag your whole family through the bloody pages of OK magazine every week. Why would you not want to talk to Piers Morgan or ask you a perfectly sensible question? And then Susanna Reid said, listen, you know, we're giving you the right to reply. And he goes, oh, it's, it's legal. I thought, It's legal? Where's that come from? Where's that come from? Is it legal? Or is it, or is it, you know, is it just you making up a little story? He becomes quite petulant. I've got Peter Andre on an interview, I think on Sky, where they ask him something, and he goes, uh, was it the Kay Burley interview? He starts crying, 
And and she goes, do you, do you want to carry on? I mean, he's such an old girl, he really is. He's turning into a wuss of all wusses. And, uh, but on, on the GMB, I thought they were quite right. You give somebody the right to reply. Surely he could have thrown together an answer if he had half a brain cell. Because he's used his kids in every one of his reality shows. Every one of the reality shows he's used them. So what's the big problem? Answer, he's just a bit petulant. A little bit petulant. Uh, the MPs are guilty of killing democracy. The country voted to leave, but the MPs never wanted to. So we're doing everything to keep us in, says Mo. Ron says, I'm bored and fed up with Brexit. I think the majority of the country's got a bit bored and fed up with Brexit as well. I mean, you know, it's, it's a, if you ask the majority of people in the street, ordinary people, I'm not talking about people who are interested in politics, and you say, so about Brexit, they go, I don't know what you're talking about. They don't know. Nobody knows. Ron says, I'm bored and fed up with it. Can we just get over and have it? Well, yes, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, because that's what the majority of the country want. But, of course, they don't really care what the majority of the country want. Uh, Anne says, an hour less of Steve Allen this morning. Sick of Brexit. He's light relief from it. We deserve Steve. <laughs> Talking about Brexit. Actually, because it's funny, actually, because my, my boss, he did say, I said, oh, you know, I, 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 I can't talk about Brexit. And he said, no, you can. And I can, actually, if, if I put, put my mind to it, you can do just about anything. Uh, did my eyes deceive me? Or did Kerry Coketone have bright pink hair? Who knows? She did have bright pink hair. I mean, to be honest with you, just remember, she's not doing this to get a date. She's doing this to try and earn some money because she doesn't have a job. She's bone idle and useless. You know, that's why they all do it. They're all doing it for money. Nobody is, nobody's going to be doing it because they think they're going to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend. There's the poor gay guy out of the Ibiza weekend. He's never had a boyfriend, which came as no surprise to anybody at all. Uh, Chelsea Healy is just disgusting. I mean, seriously, I mean, how she was ever picked for a programme like that. But they're picked for a reason. They're picked because they're annoying little irritants. And then you get Kerry Katona. She's been on every programme. It's like, you know, we're all sick of Gemma Collins. As soon as she toddles off to Los Angeles, the happier we will all be. And as soon as she doesn't come back. Oh, by the way, bloke from Coronation Street is Jack Shepard, says Matthew. And uh, the Spikers group on Facebook, everybody and me were upset the show was being... We've done that. We've d Listen, it's been done over the years. If ever there's something big that's happening, you know, that Nick should be covering, well, then he starts at six in the morning. It's as simple as that. It's gone on for the last pfft, as many years as I've, I've been in the business. Always happened like that. They've never gone, oh, we'll just leave it as normal until the... No, no, no. You want to get into it. And six o'clock is traditionally the time that people start breakfast shows. You go around this this building, at six o'clock, there's lots of people starting breakfast shows. There's only a couple that are 6.30. I think ours is the latest at uh, seven. So when somebody says to me, you're on the graveyard shift, you go, no, 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 I'm doing breakfast. Although I did get very confused the other day with somebody sending me texts, which I thought came from Scottish Boy. And uh, and I got very confused by the whole thing. I was I was sort of, I was half asleep. I shall tell you the story in a moment. But it was, it was all very confusing. But anyway, we do have two interviews to do today. So while everybody else is uh, sort of rushing around like headless chickens doing Brexit, I'm doing Rafe Fines and also I'm going to be doing... Sorry? Alex Horn, who's from the... Is that the Taskmaster? Is he the, the taller one or the shorter one? Is he the shorter one? Oh, that's Greg Davis, is it? I've done Greg Davis before. I've done Greg Davis. So I've, I've got the shorter one in. Why do I always get the short ones? <laughs> it's only because I'm not a particularly tall person. I'm not short. I only realise there's some poor bloke on QVC who's Irish. 
And he's on a very smart haircut, always looks very well turned out, nice glasses and all the rest of it. But I didn't realise until he was doing the gardening piece the other day how short he is. There's another bloke on there. He, only, he comes up to his waist. Really tiny, really tiny. Steve, I hope you're getting paid for the lost hour. Otherwise, I can hear a whip round coming on. Oh, listen, I mean, heavens above. No, we don't, we don't question things about money. We don't do things like that. It's not, it's not that tacky. It really isn't. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, you're very nice to have your company. Of course, everybody's bored with Brexit, Steve. It's an amalgamation of two words, like Jedward. And everybody got bored of them too. Oh, I thought they'd finished. But they turned up on something, didn't they? I can't remember why. I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not the full ticket. Was it Celebrity Coach Trip? You imagine being stuck on a coach with Jedward. Oh, Lord, above all, you take to drink. A bit like Holly Willoughby, who seems to be drinking quite a lot. And according to Keith Lemon, she does put it away. He said, I've never known anybody who can drink themselves, you know, quite heavily, and then turn up for work the next morning. Do you think she's one of those secret drinkers at home? You know, they used to say a lot of ladies used to, used to turn to a bottle of Pinot Grigio, you know, and sort of secretly drink Pinot Grigio. It's interesting. Uh, little Julie says, fed up with the B word as well. Peter, Andre, should have answered Piers' questions. Was he worried about the backlash from Katie Price? It's just that Peter's a bit precious. You feel like wrapping him in a bit of tissue paper and going, there, there, dear. It'll be fine in the morning. Because, he, you know, if, if you watch the, watch the Kay Burley interview, where he quite clearly, he thinks he's some huge megastar, still not re-put uh, re all those dates in in Australia for the tour that he cancelled. That left a disappointed couple of people. People over there were going, is, is he not doing the... Oh. Well, they haven't sold any tickets for it, had they? That's why he's not going back there. And um, and then he had to do a programme the other day about the food. There's no no other work. There's nothing else for Pizzi to do. I mean, he's been doing these dates, I think. I'm not sure. Mind you, Anne Whittacombe's doing an audience with, uh, which should be quite entertaining. But, it's, but he should have answered the question. He makes himself look stupid. Perhaps he's learnt... To sort of say, I, I can go on any show and I can dismiss people out of hand because they asked me a question that really upset me, whereas I thought it was a very sensible question. You know, this is what Katie Price, your ex-wife, with which you have two children, said about you. And you have a comment? No, you know, Piers, I don't talk about that. No, we don't know about that. Just get on with it. You know, try, I mean, we know you're not the brightest penny in the box, but for goodness sake, at least come up with something. He, he's made an effort and Susanna Reid was right. They were both right. And it's a case of... You know, well, I'll tell you what, if you're not going to answer that question, you might as well go now. Let him just walk off the set. It makes him look stupid. Uh, given to the charity shop. Ooh, a rare Beatles record. It's one of those I used to collect them years ago. It's got a big A stamped on it for advance. If you had advance copy, then you were doing quite well. But this, this Beatles record, I think it's Love Me Do, is worth, they say, 20 grand. Mind you, I always think it's only worth 20 grand uh, if you don't have it in your collection and you really want it. Because uh, it's it's £20,000. It's a lot, isn't it, really? A lot. Uh, the last survivor of The Great Escape has died. He was 101. 101, bless him. Uh, Paula in Warrington. She says, lying on the couch, tummy in knots. I had that yesterday. A storm Gareth rumbles down my chimney. And the sound is amplified through the vents of my old gas fire. Sounds like a hurricane. Yes. I mean, at one point, says Mark, Pete wanted to adopt Harvey. Yeah, he did. He said that. Because I remember him sitting on television. But then Pete changes a bit like the wind. <sighs> Mind you, Harvey's been dumped at home by his mother. Now it's the hairdresser looking after him, poor soul, honestly. You know, mind you, she was thinking of dumping him in a care home because she can't cope with him at all. So she puts him in the hands of her hairdresser. I didn't understand that one. But you're right, Peter Andre, because then Peter gets, uh, gets uh, criticised. And I thought, well, it's not your son. You can't choose to adopt him. He's got a father. 
whether or not... Who is the father? The, the father of um, Harvey... Dwight York, isn't it? That's right. Who apparently... Then she tried to get money out of him, having said for years she didn't want any money. It's all a bit swings and roundabouts, isn't it, really? Uh, Steve uh, and the Spikers. The only job the GC will be doing in LA is a job in McDonald's. Oh, they wouldn't put her in there. They wouldn't, you can't trust her around food. He said, I would eat my hat if she lasted more than a week. She won't work in, in America. 99% of Brits who go to America won't like... She doesn't have any talent. There's no talent. What can you do with her? I'm sorry, love, can you lose seven stone? You know, then they're not going to put her on anything at all. It's just that she's running out of things to do over here and she's done her little drama bit. Do you know that everybody she danced with on Dancing on Ice, she's unfollowed them all. She's sort of dumped all of them. You know, because she just uses people. Without any talent. The worst thing was GMB. I don't know why they put him on there. They put Arj on the other day. What for? He's got nothing to contribute to anybody's life. You know, are you going back out with her again? Yeah. And he, and he appeared all simple. Didn't appear simple when he, was exhibit, when he was exhibiting himself on the internet. Showing us, you know, his, his, uh, his um, bits and pieces. Like all these police officers. I keep seeing all these police officers on the television. And, uh, and they sort of arrest some little, some little toe rag you know, sort of 18 or what, in a car, and they, they want to check whether they've got drugs on them. And as they're going into the cell, they're putting on the rubber gloves. And I'm thinking, my God, honestly, join the police force. Become sort of somebody who enjoys watching people naked and things like that. Very embarrassing. Uh, also, um, also, also, oh, the F- Cheltenham Festival turned up the other day. Don't really care. But who was there? Jeremy Kyle. Because he likes a bit of gambling, does our Jeremy. Bit of, bit of Botox and a bit of gambling. He loves that. Uh, see, Peter had a DIY show here in Australia. It bombed and was never to be seen again. Everything he does is bombed. I mean, he, he does these little shows. My, my ex-producer, Mark, went to see him. His, his girlfriend is a big fan of Peter Andre. And, uh, and went. Are they girlfriend and boyfriend or are they married? They're married. And, uh, and, and he, he very kindly said, he said, I'll send you a picture of the show. Don't bother, please. I can live without things like that. But I thought that was wrong yesterday. I thought they, they explained themselves very well and they gave him the right to reply. Otherwise, people would be saying, why didn't you ask him about so-and-so? He must have a thought on it. But Pete's Pete's, as I say, a bit drippy. I think he probably sits at home looking at himself going, I am so beautiful, I am so beautiful. Because if you remember, when he started working uh, in, in, in singing, he used to impersonate Michael Jackson used to wear the leather suits and do the sort of the moonwalking and stuff like that. That's all gone by the wayside, hasn't it? I'd have asked him about that. The big winner on day one at Cheltenham was a horse called, and I hope that you put money on it, Espoir d'Allen. Did you put money on? Come on, you could have had a winner on that one if it's got the Allen name on it. That is fantastic. Although I did watch a celebrity version of uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And you don't realise how dumb some people are until the questions are actually up there. One of the questions was, uh, where was the Peasants' Revolt? Was it Ireland, Scotland, England or France? And they dithered about on it for ages. And I'm shouting at the television. It was Watt Tyler and it was in England. The Peasants' Revolt of 1381, something like that. Anyway, they didn't know. They they, they said, you know, they, they sort of... They sort of did it around with it, and then they decided that they would take away two of the wrong answers and leave, you know, one right answer and one wrong answer. And they said, if it comes up with Scotland, we're going to definitely go for Scotland. Well, of course, Scotland vanished because the peasants' revolt with Watt Tyler, and I remember it as if it was yesterday, took place in England. Unfortunately, they didn't know that. 
They didn't know that. It's a shame, isn't it, really? Well, you know, because you don't want to lose so much money because you're doing it for charity. But I was always amazed. I thought everybody knew that. Every five- and six-year-old child. What, Tyler? Peasants revolt. England. England. The peasants were revolting. And they smelt. But they were peasants. And it was it was famous for that. And the other one was this this airport. And they, they wanted to know where it was. Was it in Rome? Was it here? There? there anybody? And it was called Le Beaufort or something like that. And I thought, well, obviously, it's in France. The, the, the clue is Le, L-E. You're not going to have an airport in Rome called Le Beaufort or whatever it was, are you? And yet we, we dithered around with that one. I've decided I quite like the celebrity versions because it makes me feel really clever. Because obviously, you know, I've I've got, you know, I've got stuff with, with history. I like history. I like to remember these things. And they, and they make the questions really easy. I mean, they should have known that. They should have known it. One was, what is the Gower in Wales? So I'm going, Peninsula. And they put down, was it an island? A peninsula? Blah, blah, blah. And luckily they knew that one. And I know it's the Gower Peninsula because my Lynn comes from the Gower Peninsula. So I know it. But I tell you, it was it's a bit touch and go. <laughs> and uh, you must know, you could have been a great football commentator, says Ian. Yeah, uh, uh, it just wasn't your gate, not least being football orientated. You were meant for radio. Yeah, I think that. I think that. I always think that. You know, people um, always sort of say to me, you know, what what did you do? What other jobs have you had? And I've worked in shops. Well, a sh- two shops, actually. I worked here for John Lewis, selling carpets. That was easy. That was really easy. You didn't have to do anything on selling carpets. Somebody would come round and uh, a customer. And they would come in and we'd go over to them, good morning, sir, morning, madam. I know, sounds, sounds distant, doesn't it, really? And then they'd be looking at carpets and you'd go, what are you looking for? And they'd go, well, we're looking for hall stairs and landing. i said, well, what do you want? You know, you're looking for a twist, which would probably be the best because you can get a lot of wear. 80-20, wool and nylon. So wool, and it looks nice and all the rest of it. And all you had to do was show them and then say, well, can I send somebody out uh, to give you a quote? And then you'd go to the office, you'd take their name and address, you'd... Uh, you, you didn't even have to book them into the diary. That was done by the office. I said, somebody will give you a ring back a little bit later on this afternoon. No mobile phones. And then they, they booked it. They went out. They measured. And when they came back, they did a quote. They had a little team of people sitting in the carpet office at John Lewis. And uh, they would then send out. They said, you don't have to do anything at all. We just had to look good. And obviously I looked good working for John Lewis. And then I got a bonus at Christmas. 90 quid, I think I got. I'd only been there a short while. I was ever so excited. Very excited. Uh, Anna says, good morning from Mumbai. Listening to you and admiring the view. Oh, I bet it's a lovely view. I bet it's a lovely view. I was Yesterday was so windy and wet and everything. Oh, God, it was horrible. It really was. Eddie says, you're feeling better today? I am, actually. Well, I'm sort of. Sort of. I'm not 100%, but I'm sort of... I'm there, sort of borderline late 80s, I think. And uh, many, many moons from now, when you go to that big radio studio in the sky, will they exhibit all your bionic parts in the LBC Museum? I think the studio will be renamed the Steve Allen Memorial Studio. And there'll be a picture of me, younger, of course, and uh, and airbrushed. I quite fancy that idea. I think that's quite. I wonder if people look at statues and think, I could have a bust. Well, obviously not, you know, not 32B or something like that, but I could have a, a bust of my head sitting in the corner and go, that was Steve, you know. He used to get up every morning at stupid o'clock and laughed all the way through it, you know, which is great. And Nick Abbott would have to look at the statue all the time. That would drive, that would drive him mad, actually. I know it would drive him mad. 
is it uh, Mike from Finchley said, is it true there's a spiker group on Facebook? If so, what's it called? I don't know. What do you think? The Gemma Collins fan club? I don't know. Take, take a calculated guess. What do you think it's called? He says, uh, also, is it normal that on seeing and hearing Gemma Collins, I want to rip my arm off? Probably not. That's called self-harming. I don't think that would be the kind of thing that you want to do. You have to, you just have to put up with her. She's only a simpleton. Doesn't matter. And, uh, and, uh, HMV is closed down in the Bentall Centre. Well, they moved it. The Bentall Centre HMV was up on the first floor, big. Then they moved it downstairs. And, uh, but that, I thought they were closing a number of them anyway. And so, 27 were closing, were they? I, to be honest with you, I order it all from Amazon. Oh, I, I haven't been... I'll tell a lie, I have bought stuff from HMV in the past. But uh, last time I went in there, it was open. Kingston's not one what? Oh, it's not on the closure list. I thought it was still there. It was there the other day when I looked. So, it's downstairs. It's next to McDonald's. It's not where it was. It's moved downstairs. And I've been in there a few times, actually. It's quite nice, because sometimes they do... You know, three DVDs for a tenner or something like that, or three three for 20 quid. And I thought, like, oh, do I really need any more DVDs? But I always end up buying... I see one or two that I want, but I can never find the third one. So you end up buying some old rubbish that you never wanted in the first place. Remember Brentford Nylons? Yes, the bedsheets used to spark. Well, they only used to spark, you know, because they were Bry Nylon. Uh, Alan Freeman was the voiceover, not off. And he used to advertise Brentford Nylons, which were in, actually, Hounslow High Street. In the middle, as the road divided, there were Brentford Nylons. And if you got in them, I mean, you could actually get sparks off them. You don't get that as often now, do you? I mean, sometimes I've touched it. You go, Well, don't make that sort of noise. That would be silly, wouldn't it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Ron says 90 quid was a lot of money back then. It was. 90 pounds was a lot of money. I think I was earning... I went from earning... £5.19 and 6 a week. A week! To earning, I think when I went to John Lewis, it was about 7 or £8. Pounds. So to get £90, pounds, I was like winning winning the pools. I was going to say the lottery, but we didn't have the lottery. Uh, talking of uh, smelling peasants, have you seen the Filthy City series with Dan Snow? Fascinating. No, I like Dan Snow. We like him a lot, actually. Mrs May did a very good impression of... Turn around, everybody, feel my heart. A very good impression of Bonnie Tyler. It's a heartache, nothing but a heartache. Every time you, you beat, meet Bonnie Tyler, you think she's got laryngitis. But uh, she hasn't, as far as I know. And every now and then it falls apart. You could have, have such a field day, couldn't you? We had this yesterday. He's, he's good on his song titles. Uh, how do you feel about the Michael Jackson uh, trial by media rather than trial by jury? Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Unfortunately, it happens. And I'll tell you why it happens is because somebody, you know, so we've had lots of dead stars who've, uh, who've had programmes made about them. In the Michael Jackson uh, trial by media, it was a film... The two people who are concerned are now saying, yes, they were abused. And yet only a few years ago, they were saying, no, they weren't abused. So they've obviously changed their mind. Perhaps there's money involved. Perhaps they're lying through their teeth. I said, why don't we just give them a lie detector test? That will then solve it immediately. That's nearly 99.9% guaranteed. You know, and then we could find... I wonder if they'd agree to one. That would be that. That would be the... That would be the t- why does Theresa May... It's a hurry. Why does she keep wearing these huge necklaces? 
I mean, I'm not surprised she can barely lift her head up. She's being dragged down to the floor. But uh, So that's what I think. That's what I think. I think that, you know, we shouldn't have trial by... Because he has children alive. You know, I've had various people write to me saying, you know, this, I know about this. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything at all. He was, he was sort of, on, he just liked young people. You know, so he hung around with young people. You get people like that. You get people, you get people who want to hang around with sort of young girls. You know, it depends on what sort of age they were. They, these were young. What was even more worrying was the fact that the parents, if they had any doubts in their mind, didn't seem to bother them in the slightest. And then somebody said, ah, the parents have been groomed as well. You think, God, it's quite complicated, isn't it, really? Not as straightforward as you think. Uh, what do you think of the new Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on ITV? I think Jeremy Clarkson is great as a new host, says Craig. No, not for me. No, I'm a Tarrant boy. A Tarrant boy. Not because I don't like Clarkson, because I, I, I like Clarkson a lot. I'm a big, big fan. But uh, they're, they're, they're resurrecting a format that was done so well by Tarrant. I don't think anybody... It's like, you know, the Mission Impossible films. And then you've got the ones with... Um, Tom Cruise and I thought just leave them alone leave them alone you know, there's about 17 films you better to buy the box set of Mission Impossible when they were on the television I've, I've got the Mission Impossible box set why because I just have okay and I love it I love watching these box sets I mean I bought the box set of uh, The Love Boat which actually is not, not I mean to be honest with you how they ever got away with the fact that they were pretending they were on a ship is, is beyond me but I, I love things like that I nearly bought Happy Days. I did buy Laverne and Shirley. We're going to do it. On your marks, get ready, go now. That was, I love that. I thought that was great. One of them died a short while ago, didn't she? One of them died from Laverne and Shirley. And I remember thinking, God, that's when you suddenly realise that you're getting a little bit, a little bit older. Uh, but I, I loved anything like that. Any of those, those American shows. I even liked Mork and Mindy. However irritating uh, he might have been, he was still very good in it. And it kind of sort of... You know, set him on that path to Captain My Captain, which I love. I, st- I still love it now. It just, it just sort of, just sort of does it. Uh, cage fighter and pretend boxer. Ooh, it's Conor McGregor. Ooh, hello. Got arrested in America again. Also, a former nurse got a letter from HMRC just to inform you you're dead, which is a lovely thing. Good. Don't bother asking me for tax ever again. And uh, Louis Tomlinson's going to design his own tour merchandise. I wouldn't go too bad, dear. I'd, I mean, I'd, you know. There's a limit how much you can sort of rip people off. And I think merchandise, you know, I mean, what are you going to buy? Mugs, T-shirts, stuff like that. I know they all do it, but you are only Louis Tomlinson. I don't, you know, put it this way, don't buy any more than 20. You know, because it, that would be silly, wouldn't it? You don't want to be left with a lot over. I used to, I used to do merchandise on my, uh, on my shows. I didn't design a mug, no, no. But I think it was called Steve Allen and the Bitches Back Tour. Which seemed to work quite well for us, you know. Yeah, we had professional mug makers who made that. I was going to have T-shirts, but to be honest with you, nobody could be bothered. But we did, we did sell badges. We sold, but we also, I'm one of Steve's little testiculars because that we used to text on the programme. We only discovered the texting because Clive Bull mentioned texting. And he said, oh, you know, have you, why have you not cleared out your sort of texting? I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, but you've got all these texts. I said, from where? He said, well, you, you can, people can send in to you. And oh, where are they? So anyway, me and my producer sort of... Tr- and there was pages and pages and pages and pages of text. And you think, good Lord above. I mean, after the Global Awards, over four and a half thousand texts. Which was very nice. Very nice. Uh, you're going to say something? I thought you were saying something. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was wandering off myself. Uh, the Stephen Lawrence suspect, one of them, is working in a prison canteen. He'll be freed from jail next week after serving less than half his sentence. 
Why do we bother giving people sentences now? You know, they go, uh, life. Well, it'll be about ten years. That's not life. Life is you're going to die in prison. And we couldn't care less. We really couldn't. Uh, plus, Professor Stephen Hawking's former nurse has been struck off over his care and financial misconduct. She'd been with him 15 years. Not nice. Not good at all. Uh, Gloria Honeyford says gender pay differences should be investigated. Of course they should. If you've got somebody doing the same job, exactly the same job, well, then surely they should be earning the same money. And it works. It works the other way as well. You know, if you're a man and there's a woman and she's doing, you know, the job and you're doing it, well, then you should get the same money. I wish it was so simple, but it uh, it doesn't work like that at all. The best place to live in Europe is... Don't don't think it says London. It doesn't. We're down to number 41 on the list. London is uh, full of pollution, they've said. No, the best place to live in the world, Vienna. Isn't that nice? You mean nothing to me, oh, Vienna. Do you know that that whole song was edited... To within an inch of its life. I think there were more than 150 edits in it. They literally edited words in. But uh, I worked there because my brother's going there for his honeymoon. And uh, and I've, I've said, to, they're only there for four days. And I said, right, where are you? And he said, oh, we're, we're staying in a, in a hotel on the Ring, the Ringstrasse goes around the city. And uh, I said, right, this is where you need to go. You need to go out to Schönbrunn. You need to go. To, there's, there's so many palaces you can go to. You need to go to St. Stephen's, which is right slap bang in the middle. Uh, if you've got the money, do a fiaca, which is the horse-drawn uh, carriages. Um, and, uh, you know, you have a nice time. It's it's very clean. In fact, I used to walk through it. On a Sunday morning, I used to do a programme on their uh, on their radio station. Um, a couple of times a year, I'd go out there. And uh, and you'd walk through through the streets. I'd sometimes walk to McDonald's to go and get uh, a McDonald's. And it was so clean. They washed the streets down. You know, you don't see the rubbish. You don't see the graffiti. Go to Rome... And you see tons of graffiti. I've never seen a place that's full of so much graffiti. Absolutely awful. You know, I, I don't I don't like people who do that. And um, <laughs> uh, I love the badges, says my friend Ian. I've got them in my fridge in Phoenix. And my friend Stephen has them on his fridge in L.A. Do you know, there was a great song by Patsy Gallant called From New York to L.A. You ever remember it? I'm a star in New York, I'm a star in L.A. In my mind, there's a place that I love. It's really good, actually. I like the... And I think that was called Tarzan Boy by somebody called Baltimore. Uh, the teacher who won 500000 on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire last week didn't know where royal jelly came from. Oh. Duncan says, uh, I would have got the Peasants' Revolt question wrong, too. Can't stand Jeremy Clarkson. Royal jelly, where do you think it comes from? We did it on the programme. We did royal jelly on the programme, and it came in a file, and you drank it. Do you know that each bee... How much How much honey... There you go, a Scottish boy can do this one. How much honey does one bee produce in its lifetime? How much honey? Well, you yeah. know, in relation to how much honey does it produce? It doesn't matter. What are you going to say? A teacup, you know, a kettle? Well, it doesn't matter. How much honey does one bee produce in its lifetime? A lorry load. You're going to be really disappointed because they only produce one twelfth of a teaspoon in their lifetime. That's all. That's why there's so many of them. It takes that many to make it, but that's all they, they produce. Is one, They're obviously very slow, very slow, but one twelfth of a teaspoon of honey. That's all they make in a lifetime. And then they die. And the queen dies as well after about three years and they have to find another queen, which is, uh, you know, 
And then all she does is she just has to produce more workers. And uh, it's very clever, though. I like bees. I'm quite a big fan of bees. And honey, do you know that honey is the only thing that lasts so long? They found honey in one of the pyramids. It was 3,000 years old and it was still edible. Still edible. I wouldn't have fancied it. Thank you very much indeed. Look at the bloke who's in there, wrapped up like a, like a sort of some little, you know, bandages all over the place. He must have cut himself quite badly. Uh, right, more of your texts and uh, emails. Uh, Steve, you mentioned some people have told you the alleged victims of Michael Jackson were lying because of different things he did. Well, I was abused age 10, and let me tell you that the patterns were the same, I believe, is a beautiful... Yeah, but you're entitled to an opinion. You're entitled to an opinion. But you don't know his. You don't know anything about him. That you can only get from other people. You know, the the with the same. But it doesn't prove anything. It doesn't prove anything. But if you want to believe that, that's fine. You know, we can't know because he's dead. OK, and that's why you can say anything about the dead. They can't sue. But I'm sure that if he'd been alive, they wouldn't have been saying this. Well, in fact, actually, when he was alive, they didn't say that. Only when he died, they thought that they could come out. In fact, on one of them, they laugh during the interview. You'd think it would be that serious. Slightly disturbing. Slightly disturbing. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Apparently, royal jelly comes from Highgrove House. Well, perhaps he's got bees. It's not just there's not just one source of royal jelly. You can get it from from bees. That's what they do. Bees, and then you used to drink it. Apparently, it gives you a little boost every day. I went out the other day and I bought this coffee. I can't remember who's Jimmy's Coffee or something. And uh, and they started it started selling out very quickly in M and S. And it's lovely. It's just cold coffee. Cold coffee latte. And it says it's zero fat and stuff like that. And then I got carried away yesterday. So I go wandering around. Dreadful weather. Dreadful weather. I don't know what I was doing it for. I go to... I was trying to find the drinks that we had over the weekend in this pub all the way to Bishop Stortford. Because they were nice. They weren't alcoholic or anything like that. So I thought, where where we'll do something like that. I know. Waitrose. So I ended up coming out with elderflower fizzy drink, which looked quite nice. I had a little drip of that, little drink of that. And uh, then I found some squeezed apple, pink ladies, which came out as clear. That was quite nice, but I don't think I'm supposed to drink it because I felt slightly, slightly sort of woo, you know, at the end of it. I love the song New York to LA. I work on the British Airways cabin crew, Panto, doing the lighting designs for the show. And we had that as one of the numbers where the crew, says Jonathan in Uxbridge, all come on and do a dance in their crew uniforms. You should come see it every year, first week of December at the Beck Theatre in Hayes. I've done the Beck Theatre in Hayes. I've played that a couple of times, actually. I was slightly disturbed when I went there the first time and they showed me my dressing room, which was like the dressing room for a rugby team. And so I'm, I'm getting changed. I took my shirt off, took, took my trousers off, and I heard somebody go... <coughs> I thought, what the heck is that? And so I, I put the trousers back on again and then I heard this... <coughs> and I... Oh, blimey, what is that? And I, and I looked, and it, how quickly did what? If it, if it, well, I thought that's what it might have been. I thought I was hearing a ghost. It turns out there was a drug addict who slept at the back of the theatre. And so he could look into the dressing room. Frighten the life out of me. I wanted to hang something up at the window. I thought, well, don't be looked at by a drug addict, thank you, as I'm standing there in my little pants. Well, they weren't little pants, they were quite big pants. And uh, and I thought to myself, that's... And so every time I played there, I always used to say, not still there, is he? Yes, he was still there. Uh, so, what else we got? We got, uh, oh, the Maddie Hunt Fund will swell to a million quid. The uh, the McCann's are contributing nothing. We're still paying for it. I don't know why it, uh, why it hasn't changed at all. Uh, the Royals looking regal at the Gallery Gala. We got the um, the Beckhams turning up. Actually, Harry didn't turn up. 
I didn't see Harry or Meghan, which seems a bit disappointing, seeing as Meghan was wearing one of uh, Victoria's little designs the other way. It was, you, you got Kate and Beatrice. Beatrice, that's the one who doesn't do anything, but uh, just sort of stares at you and you go, hello. <laughs> She's there with her husband, which is very nice. Uh, the other one wasn't there, so obviously far too busy swanning around doing nothing, I suppose, with her mother. Also swans around doing bits and pieces. Uh, did the shamed MP wear a tag at her first parliamentary vote since her jail term? We're not sure. She's an arrogant little so-and-so, isn't she? I've decided I don't like her at all. And um, the... Um, what was the other one? Oh, yes, that uh, which you heard on the news. I'm sorry, I forgot it. The no-fly zone for drones around the airport is extended to three miles from today. They've still not solved the other one, have they? No, that's almost been forgotten. I reckon it was the police. I reckon it was a police drone. Why, why are they not, you know, pursuing it more and, and trying to find out where it came from? They must be able to do that. That's why I thought it was them. That's why I thought. Uh, also, um, seized a lorry with a haul worth a hundred million pounds of cocaine. It was destined for this country. That is, a, that's a lot of whiz. You know, on, I mean, blimey, you know, if Daniela Westbrook had seen that, she'd be learning. She'd be going to get an HGV driver's licence, wouldn't she? Girl, can you imagine? Danielle, we've got a load for you to, uh, to bring in. Huh? She's still fallen out with Kerry Katona. They're not, uh, they're not talking. She, she wouldn't have neon lights, and thank God for that. Please. No, she'd... Uh, I mean, I don't know what she's doing. Apparently, she's coming out of rehab shortly. To do what? I've got no idea. I wish the, these people had stopped fannying around and go and get a job. Go to the job centre. That's what it's for. It's for people like you. People who, you know, go there because they want to work, not sit around waiting. You know, in case somebody comes to them and says, can you do a, you know, a show? Because we don't want to see these people. They need help. They need to get help. Kerry Katona needs help straight away. She thinks she's being funny. Unfortunately, in her world of sort of chavs, and she's way down the list, she, the sort of thing about asking a man how big he is would be considered, oh, that's really funny. The latest thing she's uh, come up with is she thinks that they should do a reality show about her and the children because they're really funny, apparently. Yeah, about as funny as you are, dear. But as funny as you are. She said, some of the conversations we have are hilarious. Good, well, you keep it yourself. We're not interested. Couldn't really care less. We don't. Listen, we're not interested in Jordan, who's due back today, I think, because she's in court. So I'm sure she's back already. I'm quite sure she wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't sort of miss a court appearance, would she? Perhaps she can take Harvey and explain where he learns these words. The biggest word you ever heard, and this is how it goes. Oh, supercalifragilistic. James Bond is going to drive an electric car in the new film. They want to make the character more eco-friendly. Oh, we're such mamby-pambies. We want to make him eco... Why don't you just get me a pair of roller skates? There's a bloke who goes through Twickenham in the morning when I get, if, I, if I get the normal buses and I decide not to have a bacon roll. And it's one of these things. I don't know what they're called. It's, it's just one wheel, pedals on either side, and he goes up the road. It hasn't got a handle you hold on to, which I've seen those in America. No, it's not a unicycle. No, it's electric. It's electric. And it's and he stands on it and he's just he's kept upright. It's just the wheel. There's no handle. It's not one of those things, but it's not unsimilar. It's it's exactly it's like one of those things, but without the big handle. I thought they were illegal. I've seen people with electric scooters on the pavement. Where are the police? You can be mown down by these people. I sat I sat on the train the other day. I was so waiting for it to happen. I always sit on the, on the train in sort of the bit which is either for the uh, the wheelchair or for bicycles just to annoy them. And, uh, and I always sit there because you only have supposed to have certain sort of bikes on the, uh, on the, on the train. And, and the thing, I'm just waiting for somebody to say, can you move? I need to put my bike down. I'm going to go, no. 
<laughs> Just this week, start a fight. Uh, Ian says, sugar-based products don't go off. OK. If Mrs May is happy to scrub the mould off her jam, then her jam is rubbish. Good jam starts at 65% sugar. Commercial jam's less. Commercial jam today is poor. If you want it good, make it yourself or buy better. Yes, but you buy really nice jam. I don't do jam. I haven't done jam for years. I don't think my mother used to make it. Well, I don't think she did. She might have. She might have done. I mean, she she did pickled onions, pickle lily, loads of things. For Christmas, I mean, she was she started in October making stuff. When we had a big garden, she would get the windfalls in and sort of start saving them. So we always had fruit, but it was all blooming apples, always apples. I'm not the biggest apple fan. I can eat apples. I want to go in that thing. I want to go in that Omega craft that goes under the ocean. You can see things you've never seen before. I'm just worried about the, the pressure. I'm just looking at it thinking, there's so many things at the bottom. Oh, that's one of those rays. Look, you can just sit there and you take pictures of all these fishes. Mind you, one of these days they're going to find that underneath the ocean there is something that could probably swallow them whole. You know, Nessie. I don't think Nessie's going to go out to the ocean. They had a thing the other day. It looked like an eel, like a congreel. It said it could swallow something exactly the same size as it. And I thought, and one of them, a fish, I think it was called Fang, tried to attack the front of the glass. Don't want that, do you, really? But I like the idea. It all looks, I mean, look at it. It's abs- I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sort of describing something to you that you can't see. Ha, 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 ha. But I love it. Look at that. I mean, that's so amazing. That's the bottom of the ocean. If they found the plug and pulled it out, you have all these things flapping around on the ocean before you put the plug back in again. You know, just sort of, that'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? So you could wander, because they sometimes map it and they show you the, the ground and everything. I mean, that's been there for millions of years. Millions and millions of years. I love things like that. That just amazes me. It's like when they went down. See, that's really well lit behind them. When they went down to the, ti- so they can't be that low down, can they? The Titanic's two miles down and that's pitch black pitch black it isn't until they turn the lights on you suddenly go wow there is the ship you've heard everything about but uh, i think that's lovely that looks really great i'd love to do that oh lovely oh <laughs> very nice okay cameraman move down but uh, no that looks really good fun so it's deep ocean live they're doing that on sky why am i telling you that tuesday the 19th monday the 18th and wednesday the 20th deep ocean live like I've already told you what it is. It's fish going past these two blokes sitting in a submersible. But very nice indeed. James says the Queen produces her own honey via her bees and beekeepers from her uh, aviary. No, it would be an apiary. I don't have to correct you on that one. It's an apiary. Uh, on Buckingham Palace Garden Island. It can be purchased. Well, I've never seen it. When eventually you go to have that sword placed on your shoulder, you can ask for it. You can imagine. By the way, whilst I'm here, is there any chance of getting a sort of a jar of honey? I wouldn't eat it. I wouldn't eat it, but I, I could, and I've had it. I don't know if I like runny honey or hard honey, because they do lots of different ones. And depending on what the bees have eaten, determines on what the honey is like, because we have the Twickenham Beekeepers Society, and they make their own bees. And I've been there. I love bees. They're always very friendly to me. It's wasps I don't like. Wasps and daddy long legs and stuff like and spiders. I've walked out the front door before now, and a spider has put a web right in front of me, and I go through, ah, ah! like being attacked horrible i don't like stuff like that so bond's going to go all electric which is lovely and uh, and the prime minister's going to go all horse so what happens now today might as well tell you because otherwise you'll never remember these things so today the vote to prevent the no deal tomorrow is the vote to delay brexit you know it all depends on what happens okay so if they go no deal we leave without a deal the opinion is divided on what that means for the economy and there could be a general election 
if tomorrow they vote to delay Brexit, they could go for the general election. They could go a second referendum. They could delay it. Could Brexit be cancelled? Could Brexit be cancelled? I mean, the Remainers will seize, I think, on the deal's collapse to double their bid to force through a second referendum and try to thwart Brexit. Most MPs, including, I think, many in Labour, are vehemently opposed, warning it would be a betrayal of the public. God, I think we've been betrayed so many times. And uh, what happens if she steps down? Because she's facing increased pressure to step down in the wake of a failed deal. A Tory leadership contest will take place if she resigns or is forced out. Boris Johnson, Sajiv, uh, Sajid Javid and Jeremy Hunt will be the leading candidates to replace her. So at the moment, you know, against, we had uh, 230, sorry, 391 as against 238. I mean, it was all, it's all very, very messy. All very, very messy. And now we don't know where we are. She's probably not even sleeping, I should imagine. Uh, Steve, uh, do you know what bees do with royal jelly? No, they make it. They make it. What do you mean, what do they do with it? They've made it. They're bees. They make royal jelly. I mean, how, how good it is, I don't know. Everybody swears by it. The people I've spoken to, they go royal jelly. And I've had it. I've had the little... the bo- It's ever so expensive. Ever so expensive. But if you work out how much bees produce in the course of their lifetime, that's why it's, it's really expensive. Um... Right. Oh, news. News at five. Sorry, I'm just sort of sitting here looking at the clock thinking, by Jove, we've done an hour already. Did the shamed MP wear a tag at her first parliamentary vote? I do hope so. It'd be awful to have a hauler back into court again, wouldn't it, really? The uh, rare Beatles record worth 20 grand given to a charity shop. Somebody's going to be very happy. The new home for the dog dumped by the side of the road. Apparently they still haven't found the car. Well, we've all seen the number plate. How slow are you out there? And the lorry with cocaine. Oh, so much this morning. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. They might cancel Ladies' Day today at Cheltenham because of the wind. Judging by some of the ghastly outfits that they were wearing yesterday, why is it racing attracts the most peculiar people? And that's just apart from the celebrities. Nick Knowles was there, but he's just wearing a nice suit. Uh, somebody was wearing a, a pristine outfit in white, but um, to be honest with you, she looks so uncomfortable in it. I feel deeply embarrassed for her, but uh, you'll probably see it today. But if, it, if, it, if the heavens open and it tips, then uh, people will be all standing under umbrellas and stuff like that, which is great. Uh, Andrew Ridgely has popped back in. He's going to pen a book on George Michael. Uh, it will detail their meeting at a bushy, uh, a bushy mead school in Hertfordshire and cover their rise to superstardom. There was always the story, actually. There was always the story that uh, that I think George Michael was was the star of the group, and and he basically made sure that because I think he wrote everything. I wasn't sure if Andrew Ridgely wrote stuff, but uh, it'll be very interesting. We we definitely get him in to find out more. Still can't believe it. Can you? I mean, it um it was uh, when did he die? Twenty sixteen. So three years ago. Three years ago. Come this this Christmas. It'll be three years. Only 53. Way too young. Way too young. Mind you, that, that changed my, my Christmas programme. Really did. Uh, and also, a little quiz for you this morning. I know it's Brexit Day. Well, sort of Brexit Day. Um, uh, interestingly enough here, uh, they what they've done is they've actually got all these different groups who started out with different names. You know, from the Angry Teddy Bears to Girls' Time... And uh, they've, they've, they've got all these sort of, I mean, it's really quite interesting, actually. I think, I can't remember that the, um, this, this uh, band were the Quarrymen. Now, that's easy. The Beatles was the, were the Quarrymen, that's right. The tea set. The tea set. Might not get that one, actually. 
Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd with a, with a tea set. Um, they asked, who are you? But obviously didn't know who they were at the point. They were called the Detours. That's the who. Yeah, the Detours. And uh, one here, the Pendletons. The Pendletons. Who were the Pendletons? You know, this one is really bizarre for me. Not a British group, American group. Ha, ha, ha. Good vibrations. The Beach Boys were called the Pendletons. I know. How about this one here? This is this is the 80s. They fought for their right to party and changed their name, the Young Aborigines. See, I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have known. I've heard of the Beastie Boys. Weren't they the people who went round with sort of car parts on them? Didn't they have sort of... They liked the front of a, a BMWs or something. Can't remember what it was, actually. Um, how about these ones here? Who is Starfish? Who is Starfish now? Coldplay. Coldplay were originally Starfish. Um, how about Rocket Baby Dolls? Devon Band. Devon Band. Rocket Baby Dolls. It is Muse. Well, oh, very good. See, I wouldn't have known that. You wouldn't have known that, would you? Wouldn't have known that. OK, how about The Rain? The Rain. Who, who do you think that is? That's quite good. Oasis. Oasis originally called The Rain. Uh, another one here. Actually uh, formed at the end of the 90s. They went on to dominate the charts in the following decade, but they began as six as one, and then I-O-U. And even West Side. That should give it to you. No? Westlife, yeah, absolutely. And the final one today. Um, <laughs> dead Lesbian. I mean, seriously, even I can't get it. But you, you should... It's, it, it would be the kind of thing... I mean, if, if I tell you the lead singer is somebody called Jake, will that then help? That then help? Scissor Sisters. Scissor Sisters. So all these groups changed their names. Because we had it the other day with, I think, Rixton, who didn't have a record contract. Their, their album basically didn't do as well as it should have done. And uh, so now they're called... What are they called? Push Baby or Baby Push? Push Baby. And somebody said, sounds a bit like Mother Care, doesn't it? A little bit like that. Uh, Steve, that fish that can eat something the same size of itself sounds a bit like the Gemma Collins. Listen, she's, she's losing weight. It just hasn't improved her brain power, which is, uh, which is a shame. Uh, Steve, um, 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 LBC, B, sorry, bees produce propolis. Probably better in some respects to honey, royal jelly. Yes, propolis. It's very popular, though. People swear by it. It's like I'm, I'm taking at the moment. I never take supplements. I'm not into supplements, but I'm taking a husk at the moment, which is from Solgar, I think. And I've, I bought it on, on Amazon. A friend of mine said, that's good for you. That keeps you sort of, you know, everything moving and all the rest of it. And so I, I take two a day and it's very good. It's very good. I think it's probably something missing in my diet. I think, you know, something like vegetables, mouldy jam. <laughs> Where's for Theresa May? Well, it doesn't. She's losing her voice. Every time you see her on television, she looks ill. When she was sitting at, was it Westminster Abbey the other day, she looked like the ventriloquist doll that they were about to resurrect and go, here she is, boys and girls, it's Theresa May. Hello, everybody. It was a bit like that, wasn't it? Just a little bit. Uh, the only animals that can swallow their own size is a snake. No, there was this thing at the bottom of the ocean. It can swallow its own size. Enormous. Enormous. They are, believe, the only animal to naturally dislocate their jaw. Not all of them. They don't all dislocate their jaws. But you do get some of the big anacondas that they can swallow gazelle. 
and things like including the horns. And it takes them ages, ages and ages and ages to sort of to digest it. So that, that keeps them going. Be like sort of eating Kentucky Fried Chicken and it takes ages for the stuff to sort of get into your system. I fancy that idea. Somebody said, so they're doing a joke the other night on the table. They're saying, Kentucky Fried Chicken. And the people who eat in there, then they discover Nando's, where you go and eat chicken with with knives and forks. You know, Nando's, the only place that has a sink in the actual restaurant. So you can walk because it's so messy. Only chicken. At least with Kentucky, it's not really messy, is it? I might have Kentucky today. I keep saying that and I keep I keep not having it. And it's only because I, I feel I feel a bit guilty about it, and I feel a bit awful. I so I think, oh, I'll go and get some Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm like, no, you can't. You mustn't have it. And I think actually, I've not had it for months and months and months. It could be like my little treat, and because the weather is so blooming awful, and because the news is sort of so distorted, and it's so you know everybody's got an opinion. There's experts all over the place. You can't move for experts. You know, if you want to know anything about it, we've got more experts. Than is that is normal for a radio station. Presenters know exactly what they're talking about. That's why that's why I like it. I I learn things from sort of from different people, even though I don't do that sort of programme. Duncan says, uh, I think when you've got ninety pound John Lewis bonus, it's probably more than some of them will get this year with three percent. The first year I worked there, we got twenty one percent. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was really good. I couldn't quite work it out actually, but I was a partner. And I got I got ninety quid. And I can remember feeling, uh, sort of, sort of feeling quite excited about myself. But mind you, I remember getting my first pay packet, and you open it up, and it had a five pound, was it a five pound note or pound note? Anyway, whatever it was, five pound nineteen and sixpence. And I went and bought a jumper, without thinking about it, because I got a discount. And when I went home, my mum says, "Have you got your, your pay packet?" I went, "I spent it." She said, "How are you going to live for the rest of the week?" Of course, it hadn't crossed my mind that you're supposed to give your mum some some money. Uh, Steve, don't kill wasps. They're super cross-pollinators with dwindling bee populations. They're a true saviour. Just swap them and stop being a... No, no, they have to die. They have to die. If I see one, it dies. Horribly. There's something about... I don't know what they were put on the earth for. And don't give this rubbish about superb cross-pollinators. They don't like us. You're eating your, your dinner. A wasp will quite... I mean, because they're arrogant. Will quite happily come and sit on the edge of your plate and eat your food with you. And if you try and brush them away, they call their friends over. And their friends will sting you. And like that poor bloke the other day who died and he dealt with stuff like that. Uh, Kieran is in Austin, Texas for the South by Southwest Festival. Saw a politician in his 70s whiz out the Capitol building riding one of those electric wheels. The other joy here is the electric scooters were operated by the likes of Uber, where drunk people ride on the pavements. This bloke goes up the main road. In Richmond. I'm surprised he's not been stopped. He's not licensed to ride on a road. Dreadful people. Uh, this uh, Fiona Onasanya sums up why people are disconnected with MPs. No shame, says Simon. I know. She has no shame. Gas- oh, sorry. Ghastly person. Absolutely ghastly person. There's no, ne- no need for people like that. And um, what else do we have here? Simon and Garfunkel were called Tom and Jerry, says Shane. Yeah, they were. Do you know, I can still derive great pleasure out of them performing in Madison Square Garden, where they did all the hits. And it was like the crowd loved them. Then they fell out, then they didn't talk, and then they got back together. And uh, that's why, you know, if they if they come back again, we have to go and see them, don't we? The Shadows. It's Paul, that's right, Paul Simon said he's going to retire. They can't retire. How can they retire? High Park in July. With me and Julio down by the schoolyard. I like that. He says, uh, Mother and Child Reunion. God, I used to play that in discos. Mother. And call, call me Al. 
I saw him in South Africa. On, I've got him on DVD uh, playing with... Uh, I forget which group he was with over there. Urumbamba or something like that. Uh, anyway, it's very good. Hugh, Hugh Masekela, I think, was there as well. Shadows used to be called the Drifters, but had to change their name because of the Motown group. Yes. And uh, what are you on about Brexit for? They've shortened your show to give us more of the same. We tune in for Royal Jelly and Kerry Katona. Well, we've done Royal Jelly and we've done Kerry Katona, so I feel as though we're actually there. Odd, odd, odd. Uh, Katie. This is EastEnders star Katie Jarvis has been glassed on a night out. Now, that in itself is absolutely awful. But uh, I keep reading about all these dreadful things. However, what is even more bizarre about this story is when the, uh, the newspapers phoned up to speak to her agent at the Edinburgh-based Hunwick Associates. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, Hunwick Associates. Sorry. Hello, Hunwick Associates. And, uh, oh, Mrs Woman's working there, isn't she? Uh, And so uh, we'd like to ask you about Katie Jarvis. No. The agent refused to discuss the incident. She said, I have no... This is what the agent said. My God, I'd get rid of her immediately. I have no comment to make to any newspaper on any subject to do with anything. Whatever it is, I do not want to hear. What an odd thing to say. They phone up to say your client, Katie Jarvis has been glassed in a pub. And she says, I have no comment to make to any newspaper on any subject to do with anything. Whatever it is, I do not want to hear. This is from Hunwick Associates, based in Edinburgh. I mean, Mrs Woman, is there something the matter with you? That's your client. That's your client. I have nothing to say on anything at all. I'm sorry, are you a simpleton? What's the matter with you? Honestly, she should be changing the agent soon. Wouldn't the agent be saying, oh, you know, it's uh, I've, I've got a No appears in all the newspapers this morning. You can't win, can you? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a very nice to be company. It's uh, Wednesday morning, 13th of March. We finish at six this morning. We finish at six uh, because Nick Ferrari is going to be starting at six. There you go. Uh, also, Apple's popular wireless AirPod earphones may pose a cancer risk. There's always something, isn't it? I mean, how? I've got no idea. Experts have signed... A United Nations and World Health Organization petition which warns against devices that emit radio frequency radiation. They're used in Wi-Fi, cellular data and Bluetooth. And AirPods were highlighted as of special concern as they sit deeply enough within the ear canal to expose these areas and the brain to dangerous radiation. Good God, honestly. I don't think it'll stop people using them, people who carry on using them. I've seen people on the trains with them on. You sort of put them in there. I can never make ear things stay in your ear. And these things are quite expensive. My boss has got a pair of these. They're very expensive. I don't think they're, they're cheap things at all. Steve, off to the airport, says Trisha in Bedfordshire. Working. A bit blowy out there this morning. Thought it would be. And, uh, Steve, you mentioned mother and child reunion. Oh, I would not give you some. Steve the Milkman says, I was always told he was inspired to write the song whilst eating a dinner of chicken and eggs. I'm not doing eggs on this pro. You know, after yesterday, we've decided. Is it true? That's, that's what he says, yes. And Andy says, I don't kill wasps in case Buddhists are right. And that was my great-uncle Tom I just flattened. <laughs> oh, dear. And uh, hey, buddy boy. Right, ban him straight away. Which one? He says, wasps don't have to like humans. They only like sugar. So quite naturally attracted to people stuffing their pre-diabetic faces. Get real, Steve. Kill what you like. Just swap the little black and yellow creatures away. I'm serious. Take note, please. 
You're a bit doolally, aren't you? <laughs> Producer pointed that one out to me. I'm a bit balmy bonkers. Uh, went to see the Only Fools and Horses musical last night. We're so looking forward to seeing Paul Whitehouse play the part of Grandad. When we got there, we were told due to unforeseen circumstances, Paul would not be performing. The understudy was good, but Paul Whitehouse was the reason we travelled to see it. Oh, Catherine. I have to go again. I have to go again. Go and see him. Go and see him. He was lovely, actually. We really liked him. Really liked him. Uh, for Harry Potter fans, I'm doing Rafe Fines today because he has a new film out. Nothing to do with Harry Potter. That'll be two days running that I've done. We had Jason Isaacs in and he was Harry Potter. You've got to think about Harry Potter, haven't you? Did you see yourself in the film? Did you did you do the did you, did you go see all the films? Did they did they reach Scotland? What was it like? Did you have to sort of sit in the local flea pit? Three and sixpence. We took him to see a spin off. Oh, right. Oh, oh. oh Fantastic Beasts. Oh, is that the one that's running at the theatre in town? But it's also at the cinema. Oh, that's something else. Oh, right. Gosh, aren't you a lucky person? Honestly, look at that. People looking after you. God. <laughs> Linda Robson. Care in the community. <laughs> Believe you me, he is care in the community. Linda Robson turns 61 today. 61, so many happy returns. Many ha- Can't believe what the EastEnders star Katie Jarvis's agent said. Oh, no comment at all. Nothing to talk about. Don't talk about anything. Go away. <laughs> Mad, aren't they? Newly engaged Jennifer Lopez posts photos of the moment her fiancé, Alex Rodriguez, proposed amid cheating rumours. So he he got down on one knee in the middle of a beach with a photographer there to capture the scene. And he gave her a ring which is worth apparently 1.4 million. What a dreadful waste of a ring, but there you go. Uh, Fallers at the first drench. Uh, Lots of people here going along to um, to see horses running. Uh, and Katie said she's back. This is the revolting Katie Salmon. She calls herself a model. I don't know what she models, but there you go. She returned to Cheltenham for the first time since being banned for flashing her boobs. They didn't let her in. They uh, they were given bans. I think it's either lifetime or ten years. Lifetime. Cheap little bit of uh, nothing here. And so she had to stand in a field, which was nowhere near Cheltenham because they were, they were well onto her little game. So uh, as somebody says here, um, the reality show... Star? No, she's not. She's a failure. A very dismal failure. She's so dumb, she played it so badly. A lifetime ban, poor little soul, honestly. She says, Cheltenham is back and so am I. And then somebody went, no, it's finished, dear. Give it up now, please. It's too embarrassing for you. But they were all there, Alex Ferguson and Jeremy Kyle, because he likes a bit of fluttering. Does Jeremy's a bit of a bit of an addict for something like that. But um, it was grade... What was it? They, they were left disappointed after this give-me-a-copper fail to do it with the one. I think there is a way of, of working out who's actually going to win these things. You know, people study form. Is the going good to soft? Is it hard? Is this horse like that kind of thing? That's how they do it now. I just go to a like the sound of the name. And so whenever I do the uh, the national, which I mean, I do, but I don't go too mad. I've been quite lucky with it, actually. Been quite, I mean, not an, a fortune, but I've, I've been quite uh, good. Steve, my daughter suffered an anaphylactic shock from a wasp sting. We had to execute them in self-defense. Yes, they have to die. I'm sorry, they are evil. They are evil, and they have to go. Yeah, you have to carry these uh, things around, don't you? Is it pens and all the rest of it? And there was that man who died the other day with a wasp sting. Oh, dear. I think his name was Ian as well, for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, also, tragic star Keith Flint's eight mutts have been heard whining and barking. Well, don't tell me they've just left them in the house by themselves. That would be a bit ridiculous, wouldn't it? A little bit ridiculous. Uh, Angelina Jolie, her back is covered in tattoos. Don't make me say it. Don't make me say it. And uh, the UFC ace faces 15 years jail for robbing Brit. This is Conor McGregor. Bit of a cage fighter. Bit of a cage fighter. Pretend boxer. 
and uh, obviously a bit of a plank. Not really the, uh, the best person. Oh, Holly Willoughby got an award the other night. She finally beat Anton Deck to a top telly award. She got television personality. Celebrate the little drinky poos. I thank you all. I'm wearing clothes from my, my collection. Our Roman got one as well. I don't know if it was just Roman. Was it the whole team got it? Whole team got it. How cool is that? He was only saying to me the other day, a bit of a race between Roman and I on the audience figures. I think I'm doing better. <coughs> Certainly as far as the spike is concerned. But, you know, but uh, he gets an award. Sickening. He looks very good in a suit, whereas I just like sort of a, look like a badly made Tracy M in bed, I'm afraid. Uh, Steve, uh, why has George Alligaya from the BBC now got a beard? What is going on, says Don? I don't know he had a beard. Has he got a beard? Hasn't he just survived cancer or something? Yeah, he's been away for ages and ages. I can't grow a beard. Scottish boy grows well, every sort of, but it's, it's not really a proper beard. It's like sort of a little bit of sort of just, it looks like a little bit of stubble. But you know that you probably put milk on and the cat could lick it off straight away. It's, it's called, it's called. I've noticed actually, have you had a shave? Isn't that funny? Why would you have a shave? Unless you were maybe celebrating something. Or, you know, we were maybe seeing somebody. You know, why would you have a shave for that? You don't hardly ever bother nowadays, do you? And then all of a sudden you come back from being ill and you've shaved. Lovely, isn't it? I'm not, seriously, I'm not honestly picking on you in any way, shape or form. But it's just, it's unusual. Because I'm used to seeing you, you know, not clean shaven. And here you are. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Clean shaven. After being ill, I wouldn't have thought you were, after being ill. You don't shave a lot. You don't shave a lot. You do not, no you don't. No you don't. Four times a year, maybe. Because, but it's funny. You would, and he's missed a bit. But you were so ill that I was surprised you could even lift a razor up. Are you electric or wet? As I say, wet. Is that, is that the way we do it in Scotland? Is that, you know, butch? Wrestlers. A blunt axe. Lovely. Definitely you don't shave very often, I'm telling you that. You, you might think you do, but I tell you, that's why I noticed it. That's why I noticed it. Uh, Dawn Neeson. Talking today about uh, Shamima Begum's baby. Evidently, she says, it's my fault. She said, you made your bed, Isis Bride, now lie in it. That's what everybody's saying. I couldn't care less what the families say. I think, you know, whether she's been marginalised, radicalised, I don't care what it is. She's, uh, I don't want her back here unless she's going to prison, in which case we have to pay to keep her. So let's leave her where she is. Uh, Lucky enough to be writing this column from the Arctic Circle, she says, where it's minus 10, stunningly beautiful, and beer costs eight quid a bottle. The only link with home is that we're still experiencing a large object juddering its way through the ice with all the finesse of a beluga whale on a bender. In our case, though, it's a boat rather than Gemma Collins. See, Dawn and I of one mind, of one mind today. And uh, feeling sick after sex is actually a medical condition. Did you? No, it doesn't matter. No, no. I'm just asking, you know, I like to know these sort of things. I fancy, so you feel sick. Oh, my goodness me. There's a model here. I say a model. She's had death threats because of her mono brow. Sophia Hajipantel has a huge Instagram following. Her eyebrows join in the middle and go, so it's like one continuous long line. Has one of our APs got that? Oh, has Ollie got this? Yeah, but he's not a male model. So He's not a model. No, he's definitely not a model. No, please, he's definitely not a model. But uh, this American model, who grew up in a very conservative area, says, I get a lot of negative reaction. Well, up until now, dear, we didn't know who you were. So now we know you're the one with the peculiar eyebrows. I mean, she does that look a bit like Ollie, doesn't she? Little bit. I mean, very much so. It's odd, isn't it, really? 
What shape's her head? So I don't know. But she... What sort of model would you be that grows their eyebrows like that? That's like, who was the model? Was it a model or an actress a while ago? When she did a thing, she had hair under her arms. She hadn't shaved under her arms. And everybody was going, ooh. Because over here in the West, people, people take, you know, off, don't they? I don't know why we should. I don't know why. But, uh, like, like you sort of shaving a little beard off. You know, attempting to sort of grow one and be an adult. But there you go. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, oh, yeah, that is the good news about the dog dump by the side of the road. They found him a home, which is fantastic. Uh, also, police have spoken to the parents. An 11-year-old boy walks down the street with a knife. Quite clearly a simpleton. Quite clearly idiotic parents. I've never anything like it. He walks out, not hiding the knife, holding it. Dear me. Uh, also, this college admission scandal. That one's going to play big. In the newspapers. If we didn't have Brexit, we'd be doing that one. It's where people have paid, paid to actually uh, get their children into certain places. Lots of people have resigned, all sorts of things. Chrissy says, looking forward to your birthday tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. I don't have a birthday tomorrow. Uh, Steve, I went into a hardware store, picked up a can of fly spray. I asked the bloke if it was good for wasps. He said, no, it kills them. I've, I've got wasp spray. I have got wasp spray. Actually, I don't seem to be bothered with wasps in the house. That doesn't. I don't sort of get things like that because I can always hear them. Bees are all right because, oh, oh, we have had nests outside. We've had two under the eaves. You call a man round of about twenty nine pound fifty. He will come round and spray the nest, and so there's loads of dead wasps, loads of dead wasps. Because well, you can see them because they'll be sort of flying in at certain times during the daytime. Oh, it's awful. A friend of mine had one in his uh, in his garage, and when you look at it, it's a marvelous construction out of chewed paper. When you think what they can do, terribly clever. Very impressed. Because you can't kill bees. Bees are protected. Bees are protected. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. 26 minutes to six. It's Steve Allen with you till six this morning. We lose an hour because coming up, an extended edition of Nick Ferrari at breakfast. After Theresa May suffered another historic defeat over Brexit, MPs are expected to also vote to rule out a no-deal Brexit. Nick will be speaking to political leaders and experts from across Westminster to find out what might happen next. The boss of the Royal Bank of Scotland will also join Nick to look ahead to this afternoon's spring statement from the Chancellor. Plus, less than 24 hours after voting against the government he used to be a part of, Boris Johnson will be in the studio to take your calls. That's all on a special extended version of Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning from 6 here on LBC. Uh, Steve... Uh, says, Ian, not shaving regularly is slovenly and lazy. 76% of men that don't shave regularly only shower once a week. He's not saying anything on that one. Uh, wasp and bee have the same ancestry. Wasp is a carnivore, whereas bee is vegetarian. Says, I'm, listen, I don't talk to them. I really don't talk to them at all. And I couldn't believe last summer, says Julie in Deutschland, with the heat here in uh, Friedrichsdorf, there was a population explosion of giant hornets. Very scary and make that noise. Horrible. Ugh. We had. Have you ever had flying ants? All of a sudden they land on you. you go, no. I've got that film and it's all about giant ants which sort of attack people. Might be called stormtroopers or starship troopers or something like that. But it was giant ants. Oh, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Pulling people apart and dissecting them and doing all sorts of dreadful things. Uh, so the Daily Mail, the House of Fools, they vowed to deliver the Brexit Britain voted for and had it in their grasp. But last night, contemptuous MPs chose instead to plunge our despairing nation into chaos. Well, you know what we can do with them? You can vote them out. 
What would you do with the extra hour today, Steve says on it? I don't know, actually. What about going for a run or something like that? Then I, I put that to one side. I have no intention of going out in this weather. Uh, and then I thought I'd go and get a cooked breakfast. And then I thought, oh, I want to cook breakfast. I can get a very nice one in the hotel just over the way there. But it's so expensive for a cooked breakfast. I mean, I couldn't eat half the food, so that they make a load of money out of me. I'm just not, not very good. Uh, just one of Corbyn's MPs was won round by Theresa. Also, the disgraced MP Fiona lying through her teeth on Asanya. I mean, seriously, how she's even having the nerve to turn up, I've got no idea. But uh, there you go. Some people, no shame, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also, dressed in the dark. The Duchess's, this is Kate's, Gucci blouse is on back to front. Is it? I don't know. It's supposed to be, they, they, they show you how it's supposed to be worn on the web. She's wearing it back to front. She's wearing it back to front. But then I've had things like that before. I've, I've had um, shirts. You know, you're supposed to have some shirts which crease. If you wear linen, it creases a lot. And somebody took all the creases out of a shirt that was permanently creased. And somebody, well, what have you done to my shirt? But in this case, she's wearing this 790 pound. I mean, she looks good in everything. Seriously, I mean, she's so sl- oh, sickeningly slim. I'd love to be that slim. I'd love to sort of wake up in the morning and sort of, you know, be able to see all your bits and pieces. And, uh, you know, <laughs> as opposed to sort of, you know, not. And and she's slim. Mind you, William's sort of reasonably slim, isn't he? Harry's sort of... Just that Harry's the worst dresser in the world. I mean, he's got no no style whatsoever. Nothing. Nothing at all. So why is this record of the Beatles worth £20,000? They say it's rare. The British Heart Foundation staff were shocked to uncover the seven-inch demo of the Beatles' first single, Love Me Do, which had been placed in a carrier bag with 25 other vinyls and given to the store in Midhurst in West Sussex. The record features a misspelling of Paul McCartney's name with the words Lennon McArtney appearing on the label instead. The world's demonstration record are not for sale also on the label. It's had those big A's. I used to, used to collect them as well. Now, about 250 of these were pressed by Parlophone Records, sent to the BBC for radio airplay, when the Fab Four were virtually unknown. Because you used to get, when I used to work for a music station, they would, every day, you'd be on the record company's mailing list, they'd come round and you'd get all the, all the records and everything else. So the charities put the vinyl up for auction on eBay, and last night, bidding had reached £3,500, 25 bid lodged, and 260 people watching the item. A similar record sold for £7,000 in 2013, but they reckon that this one could sell for three times that amount. They don't know that, they're just guessing and hoping, really. But uh, Preston Davis, uh, of the foundation said he had to pinch himself when he found out. Not surprised, actually. <laughs> Not surprised. Mind you, I used to worry about... Do you remember when they used to give people gold discs and silver discs? And I used to think that the album, they go, you know, Pink Floyd, blah, blah, blah. There was 90% chance the album that was sprayed in gold was not one of Pink Floyd's. It could be anybody else's. Somebody said, you know, take them out of there and then play it. It's nothing to do with Pink Floyd. I thought that was quite good. I thought that was quite good. Uh, gangs make kids take knives to school. And here is a picture of a boy of 11 wielding an 8-inch blade. I mean, you know, a spokesman said as the knife was in safe keeping, there was no indication that the boys were still in the area. This is an Eastbourne. There's a place you don't want to live. Kids walking down the road carrying knives. Blimey. Let police stop and search all knife criminals. Well, how do you know they're a knife criminal? You don't know what people are carrying. You don't know. I mean, I, I I could be sort of some sort of criminal because I've got insulin. I can kill people with it. I've got needles. You know, stuff like that. Um, what have we got here? Michelle Dubery. I never, we never knew who Michelle Dubery was. Apparently she was on The Apprentice. She didn't win it, though, did she? Did she win it or she won it? Anyway, she seems to pop up on the television and puts these hilarious glasses on. It's like comedy glasses. 
And um, But uh, she got her revenge on Corbyn cheerleader Paul We're All Doomed Mason. Returning after a break, she snapped, You've been deeply rude to me. When I called you out on that, you just sat and laughed. Must be the first for the funereal-faced Mason, I should imagine. Also seeking airline upgrades, Cherie Blair's father, the late Tony Booth, told check-in staff his daughter, then still in Downing Street, was his emergency contact. He was very old, wasn't he? Very old. The family's very old as well. Uh, here's a picture of the dog who's been dumped, and he was the Christmas video Snoop, the Staffy Bull Terrier, bless his heart. He's got nails on that definitely need uh, need cutting. And where is the peak of perfection? Paul Mason, aggressive and intimidating towards... Uh, what was this one here? So, latest on Paul Mason's shouty crackers descent. This was a year ago for midlife, cri- midlife crisis. Sheila Fogarty has just revealed on air that the leather-jacketed Corbyn outrider this morning bellowed down the phone at a female LBC producer in an aggressive manner. Oh, dear, honestly. Was that D? Was it really? Lovely D. Oh, goodness me. The nicest person you'll ever meet in the whole wide world. Really a nice... But don't nod your head like that as if she's your friend. She's not your friend. She's my friend. Goodness sake. You have to, it's all about you, isn't it? It's all about you. She doesn't even know you. She doesn't even know you. She was my friend. She used to do a lot of my recordings for In Conversation and things like that. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. Really was. Steve, my father was such a big animal lover, he wouldn't even uh, kill flies or wasps with insect spray. Instead, he'd use instant starch and watch them glide out the window. <laughs> I, used to, I used to spray spiders with hairspray. Just to watch them slowly. Not, not. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's only a gag. Uh, we have a wasp's nest under the eaves of the old mill behind the cottage. For the last two years, once it became active again, we don't leave the rear windows open when it's dark and the lights are on. One morning last year, I got up at 3am to go to the loo and open the door to find thousands in there. Yes, you, you, you close the door very, very quickly. Because what they have to do is, once you've removed the queen, they will follow. It's, it's almost like, like training puppies and everything else. But anyway, I shut the door, ran downstairs to get the fly spray. After I'd squirted the whole can through the cracked open door, I went and had a cup of tea. Went back 15 minutes later and I needed a dustpan and brush to sweep them all up. Oh, no, you can call somebody round. He will remove a nest. It's, a, it's the end result, though, which is the same, isn't it? They end up going to wasp heaven, I think. No, I, I don't like They seem to pick on me. Perhaps I'm giving off the wrong pheromones or something like that. Uh, which are the UK's busiest walking sites? I know that you're all obsessed with walking. Number 10... It's something called Fair Homes in the Peak District. I don't know. But anything sort of Peak or Lake District is going to be on this list. Uh, Crookstone Hill is at number nine in the Peak District. Uh, Hope Cross near Edale. Edale Hollins Cross in the Peak District takes it to seven. Helvellyn in the Lake District, number six. Great End, Long Pike in the Lake District is number six. Five is Great End and Long Pike. Allen Crags. Alan Craggs in the Lake District, number four. Scarfell Pike, number three. Edale Village, number two. And Snowden Summit. Snowden Summit. All those sort of... I mean, I, I don't mind people walking. They're very determined, aren't they? People who go out walking. They've got the anorak. They've got, they've got everything completely. Oh, i tell you what I saw the other day. Listen, I was on a bus. I was on the bus. And at the moment, the Richmond bus station is closed. So the buses stop on the outside road. And every day, there is a young girl who goes to a school in Twickenham, and she's in a wheelchair. It's one of those motorised wheelchairs. She's severely handicapped by the look of it. And so the bus pulls in. He sees her. And so he's, he's a bit confused by this. 
So he closes the doors again. Having opened the doors, they obviously go. She has a carer with her who says, you know, um, you open the door because she, she needs the ramp going down. Anyway, where is he parked? He's parked directly opposite a telegraph pole. I mean, seriously, I mean, you couldn't have met a more stupid driver if you tried. A telegraph pole. So he sends the little thing that shoots out the side of the bus to it. Of course, it hits the telegraph pole. It won't go any further. So she can't get on the bus. So as opposed to having half a brain cell and moving the bus a bit forward so the ramp can go out, he sits there. And then he brings the thing back in again. And I thought, oh, he's actually going to to move the bus. No, he didn't move the bus at all. There was nobody else there. It was just us and this poor girl in the wheelchair. And I thought, what's the matter with you? And then and so and then the woman comes back. And she says, it's it's banging against the lamppost here. And he go, I thought, is he a bit stupid? Why has he not moved the bus forward so he can get this thing on? Anyway, he left her. He left her there. I nearly took a photograph of him to report him. You can't do that. And then the worst thing is, just as he was about to pull away, he's only just closed the door, and a father and daughter ran up, little girl, to get on the bus, totally ignored them and drove off. Dreadful bus driver. Dreadful. If I see you again, I'll remember you. I'll put your picture up on the internet. This disabled girl was sat there, but the carer said, oh, can you not get us on? And he went, no. I thought, of course you can. Move the bus two feet. Stupid people, honestly. It does annoy me. It does annoy me when it's somebody like that. I should have actually said something to him, but uh, I thought, no, you don't want to get involved. You might be one of these aggressive types. Right, I'm turning the bus off. I might have sat there being arrogant. I've seen that before. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 11 minutes to six. Nick Ferrari with you at six this morning, an extended breakfast show. A few months ago, says Chris in Brentwood, me and a friend went to Lockie's Cafe in Romford for breakfast. Lockie is James Lockie from Dowie. The staff didn't accept a card payment and dealt in cash only, which we thought was a bit odd. I've since found out that the shop's now shut with no explanation whatsoever. Well, he was dropped from Towie. That's, that, that bit I can tell you. He sort of said, oh, you know, he, he might be going back to it. I thought they've, they've just dropped him. And also, all their businesses on Towie, most of them have, have collapsed. You know, it was, it was something designed to part you from your money, you know, under the guise of, oh, you know, Gemma Collins' business shut with, uh, with debts. Uh, Lockie's place. I remember seeing them setting it up and you think, what, unless he's in there every day. But of course, because he was dropped from Towie, uh, not very pleasant, not a very pleasant person. I remember reading one of the the girls that he might or might not have gone out with. He was a bit aggressive. So uh, if it has closed, good. If it hasn't, maybe soon. You never know. But uh, I, n- I never go to these sort of... I don't know why people go to places owned by celebrities, unless it's a restaurant, a proper restaurant, you know, like Jamie Oliver or somebody like that. Not some no-mark off Towie. Opens up a cafe thinking people are going to be flocking in there. You know, I used to see it when Joey Essex had his little shop there. That's gone as well. You know, the, the people people get wise to it. You know, people go to, you know, the nightclub there hoping to see a few of these, uh, say, deadbeats. And occasionally you're lucky. You always find a few drunks who wander in. But James Lockyer, I seem to remember, he was definitely dropped. There was about eight of them. I think there was about eight of them that they actually dropped. And because uh, you've got to keep it fresh. They're bringing in a whole load of young ones. It's going to make Chloe Sims look a bit ancient, isn't it? So the uh, the papers, front pages, uh, the Daily Star, Thug Glasses, Ender's Girl. This is Katie Jarvis, who plays Haley Slater, recovering. Her agent wants nothing to do with it. Nothing, the most peculiar thing I've ever ever read in my entire life. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to give any interview, not anything else. Don't you care? Don't you care? Dear me, honestly. Uh, PM loses key vote again, Daily Mirror. 
Enders Haley, Glass by Thug. Agent couldn't give a forex. Uh, also, The Sun, Croaky Horror Show. It's clever on words, honestly. Somebody sits down and comes up with these things. Because, uh, in fact, they all went quite quiet when she was talking. That too. Never have heard of her. Never heard of her at all. But uh, So now, at the moment, we are left without any clear Brexit path. And probably the rest of you are going, oh, God, when will it end? Daily Express, how much more of this can Britain take? Not much more. They've completely screwed it up. The MPs have screwed you good and proper. Daily Mail, they vowed to deliver the Brexit Britain voted for. Had it in their grasp last night, contemptuous MPs chose instead to plunge our despairing nation into chaos. Good, well, let's, let's send them into, uh, into chaos as well. We're not voting for you ever again. But uh, the Times are saying, driven to despair. She told MPs they had to face unenviable choices. She told them they all think that they know what they're doing. But I don't think anybody knows what they're doing. And certainly, you know, most of the political parties are in total crisis, aren't they? So the Commons voted yes, 242, no, 391. You might sort of decide that that's actually fairly close. I think it's miles apart, miles apart. They're not going to agree on anything, are they? What they want is they want her out. That's quite clearly what it is. And what she's not going to do is sort of quit just at the moment. So today she's set to vote to block a no-deal Brexit. And... Uh, you know, it's the defeat. I think this is the, the fourth, memory serves me, the fourth worst suffered by British government. And so this now paves the way for a series of votes this week. I thought it was fairly straightforward. It's obviously more complicated than we than we can imagine. Uh, also, Britain has banned the Boeing 737 Max from its skies. They've decided all flights were made to turn round the other day and go back to base, which I think is probably the best thing. This is after... You know, we had a fatal accident five months ago. We had the Addis Ababa one the other day. So there must be something that's going wrong there. The Guardian, another huge defeat for me. In just 16 days until Brexit, we might as well just sort of lock up the doors, might we sort of pull, pull up the drawbridge and, uh, and, not, uh, and not worry about it. Why is a boiler suit the queerest piece of clothing ever invented? That's, what, that's their words from The Guardian. A boiler suit. Dale used to have a flying suit. They went. There was obviously a phase of flying suits uh, from the wars, worn by pilots, I think. And uh, it had a huge zip that ran all the way down the front, all the way down the front of it. And he thought he looked really trendy in it. I didn't think he looked trendy at all in it. I thought it was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, 84850. Uh, Carl says, please speak up if you see that uh, the disabled girl not being left on the bus. This was just a totally ignorant driver who could have moved the bus like a foot the other side of the lamp. He could have got out of his thing and gone, oh, sorry. He didn't. Sat there like a complete so-and-so. Please report the bus driver, says Tony in Chingford. The CCTV and all London buses, and that complained to be proven straight away. I just sat there, and it took ages. We were sitting there for about five minutes. He didn't have the intelligence to move the bus so he could get the ramp out there. So he, he pushes the ramp out. I mean, surely he's got mirrors. Surely he must have been able to see something. Being in an electric wheelchair, says Mike... I can tell you your story is more common than you think. Best thing to do is note the time, the day and what bus stop you're at. Take some pictures of the bus licence plate, then complain with the info. Unless you complain, it'll keep happening. I'm horrified. Horrified. You know, she's she's obviously severely disabled. She goes to a school, uh, which is sort of on our route in, and she's got a carer that goes with her. But the carer is really nice. She's like, oh, it's all right, we'll wait, we'll wait for the next bus. I thought she should have kicked off. You know, trouble is, sometimes you don't like to get involved, do you? Because you think, it's not my, my shout. But I was, I was a bit... And then that man who came running up and, and knocked on the door and the bus driver just pulled away. He could have opened the doors, let him on there. 
Two world wars and undiagnosed battle stress left my granddad unable to get through breakfast without surgically beheading any hapless wasp that dared to raid the marmalade on the plate, says Patrick in Guildford. Yes, they like marmalade, don't they? I remember eating at a restaurant outdoors in uh, Church Street in Twickenham a couple of years ago, my friend Mike. And this wasp would not go away. In the end, I had to take my food inside because it was just ruining my life. (laughs) They have no idea. No idea. Uh, The eye out of control. And this is the humiliating Commons defeat. The DUP and Tory backbenchers abandoning Theresa May. Downing Street denies preparing for the general election within weeks. It's just a mess. It is just one horrible, horrible mess. The embattled PM allows the Tories a free vote tonight when MPs will decide if UK should leave Europe without a deal. Warning from the EU on the deadline extension. God, why do we ever get into this mess? Why do we ever get into it in the first place? It's caused people more grief. You know, when it comes to uh, elections, we'll be voting out left, right and centre. Mark my words, we will. Kelly Holmes uh, talking in The Guardian about looking in the mirror and hating herself. I think she's lovely. I think she's really nice, actually. Uh, and the, the Telegraph. Downing Street insists resignation is not on the cards as the Cabinet holds crisis talks. Well, it'd be out of the frying pan into the fire, wouldn't it, really? I mean, look what we've got sort of to deal with. But I feel sorry for her. I do actually feel sorry. I heard James O'Brien saying that the other day. Because it's like, everybody hates you. Everybody hates her. She goes there and you sort of think to yourself, what, who, who's she got to rely on? Absolutely nobody at all. I mean, it's the worst job in the country, isn't it? Next to being a radio presenter. Ha ha ha! Oh, and by the way, Cheltenham, or if they, you know, if the wind gets up, not Cheltenham. Uh, Wayne Rooney, as I say, played his way back into long-suffering Colleen's good books with a VIP treat. So apparently that's okay. You know, as long as he buys her a present, she's go. Yeah, I, f- I forgive you now for getting in a car with this woman. I forgive you for for going off, getting drunk. I forgive you for. I mean, seriously, it's got to be the marriage from hell, hasn't it? But where else has she got to go? Nowhere. Nowhere. You know, because he'd be more than happy to just sort of toddle about sort of clubs picking up people, I should imagine. But uh, there you go. Steve, actually, as an ex-bus driver, I can tell you electric wheelchairs aren't allowed on buses as they have a battery. Well, that would be a bit stupid, wouldn't it? That would be very stupid. Of course, electric wheelchairs are allowed on buses. What are they supposed to do? Pootle along on the pavement? What a ridiculous thing to say. What a ridiculous thing to say, honestly. TFL rules. If if you're motorised, you can't get on a bus. Well, I watch it on a daily basis, a daily basis, people getting on buses. This was a this was a rogue bus driver who wasn't prepared to move a couple of feet so they could open the, the thing and get her on there. Yes, as long as they're low speed, they're allowed on there. So there you go. This isn't one of those things that's like, you know, it's it, this is this is an, this is a wheelchair, you know, with the little hat. This isn't, you know, one of those go faster things which goes on the roads and people have decorated them and everything else. It's not one of those. This is a proper wheelchair. And she's on it every day, except yesterday, when the bus driver, who should be reprimanded, you know, for, and, and not, why is it that they just totally ignore people? Perhaps he doesn't like disabled people. Perhaps he couldn't be bothered. Perhaps he couldn't be bothered. That's it for the uh, this morning. I said it was a, a short programme, and it is. But uh, it's going to be a nice day today. Well, I say it's going to be a nice day. I'm not too sure how your day's going to go, but uh, it'll certainly be uh, different. Uh, just let you know what's coming up on my free podcast for today. Yes, there is one. On a little bit extra, I'll tell you about Davy Boy Beckham's exciting few days from having a meltdown over on telly in America because James Corden was pranking him to taking Vic out to pretend they know about paintings. You'll also hear about who turned up to the Trick Awards yesterday. Some of them are actually on the telly as well. That's the television, radio industry things. Uh, plus, I'll tell you about the big story coming out of America. 
about the Hollywood stars and the celebrities caught up in a college admissions scandal. You'll be hearing about this one for quite a while. My little bit extra available very shortly on the LBC app and on the Global Player app too, as well as listening live to LBC. You can listen back to this and other LBC programmes as well as listening to a range of podcasts. Have a nice day. Absorb it all in because you're going to be talking about it for quite a while. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning at four. At ten, it's James O'Brien. But right now, with the best reaction to yesterday's crucial Brexit vote, it's a special extended version of Nick Ferrari at Breakfast. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.